Hey everyone, welcome to the Relive podcast where we live through events as they happened. I'm Jay Venkat and we will be joined by Madhusudan Ramakrishnan to provide some key insights. Madhusudan is a former stats sub-editor of ESPN Crickinfo. In this episode, we will be reliving the 1996 Cricket World Cup quarterfinal between India and Pakistan at Bangalore. This is one of the most iconic matches between India and Pakistan. For two countries which have fought four wars against each other in 71 years, this sporting rivalry is symbolic of something greater. With the arch rivals playing against each other in a knockout match of a World Cup, the stakes and expectations have skyrocketed. Let's go relive. It's March 9th, 1996, Bangalore, India. 1996 World Cup quarterfinal is underway. India is off to a solid start with Navjot Sidhu taking charge on a batting wicket where India won the toss and elected to bat. Sidhu has just got to his 50 with a score at 90 for no loss in 20 overs. He has outscored Tendulkar and is looking in fine form. Sidhu was selected as a number 3 batsman for the World Cup. but was dropped after poor performances against Kenya and West Indies but he made a comeback as an opener with a fighting 80 versus Zimbabwe in the last league match he strung together a 142 run partnership in that match with Vinod Kamli who had got an 100 this was the match winning partnership this win against Zimbabwe ensured that India would finish third in the group and thus play against Pakistan at Bangalore in the quarter final otherwise they would have played against the informed south africans at karachi on the other side pakistan captain wasim akram sustained an injury and could not play amir sohail was named captain instead it was a big blow for pakistan to play without their premier bowler and captain in such a huge match there was some controversy over akram's injury and later in this episode we'll go into some of the back stories with respect to this controversy to recap the score is 94 no loss in just over 20 overs india off to a solid start Unfortunately, he has not been able to recreate the same magic in this match 
falling for 31 of 59 balls, which is uncharacteristically slow for his standards. Let's remember that Tendulkar started opening the batting for India in one-day internationals about two years before the World Cup and has been a phenomenal run-getter at a high strike rate. Here, he was playing an anchor role with Sidhu going faster at the other end. But Ataur Rahman, who was playing instead of Akram, got Tendulkar playing on to the stumps. With Sachin gone at 90 for 1, this adds pressure to the middle order of Manjrekar, Kambli and Azruddin to provide Sidhu ample support and get, get India to a big total. From Mustaf, the flipper going straight through the arm. Sidhu trying to pull it on the onside. Ball neck and drop. 168 for three, India. This wicket was a result of some tight bowling by Pakistan in the middle overs. India could only score about 78 runs in 17 overs, even with Sidhu in form and eight wickets in hand. Manjrekar got out at 138. Sidhu was nursing an injury and had to employ a byrunner during this period as well. Eventually, he had to try to play the big shots and ended up picking the wrong line and getting out for 93 of 115 balls. It was a very important innings and one that laid a platform for the last 10 overs. With the score at 168 for 3 in 37 overs, India have to pick up the pace quite a bit if they have to get past 250 which in the mid-90s was a good total and was definitely required to challenge a very solid Pakistan batting lineup. This was the era of bat first, get a good total and put the pressure on the chasing team, especially during big matches under lights. Pakistan still had their top bowlers up their sleeve for the last 13 overs. That's uh, Cambly out, clean bowled by Mushtaq, it's very well bowled, bang on target. It's Mushtaq again, and this time he's getting Kambli's wicket. Kambli and Azhar were trying to speed up things and were doing it well, having scored 58 runs in 8 overs. But both of them lost their wickets at crucial moments, leaving India precariously positioned at 226 for 5, with five overs to go. Kambli's World Cup was two-paced, having scored a brilliant century against Zimbabwe, rescuing India from three down for next to nothing. Against the West Indies, he hit a fabulous pull-shot six against Kirtley Ambrose, which comes to my memory. Apart from these, his World Cup wasn't noteworthy. Here, he had a chance to get a good score, but he fell trying to force the pace. This is the mid-90s and not today's big-hitting culture where teams score more than 50 runs in the last 5 overs with ease. From 226 for 5 in 45 overs, India would have been happy with 260 given Jareja had only 9 Mungia, the keeper, and the bowlers left for support. He's blazed that one through the gap for 4. Well, what a good shot that was too. A slightly shorter run there from Wakai Yunus. And he smashed it through the... This could make a big difference to this game. (laughs) 
Doughty. That has gone miles over the top of mid-wicket. This is a great over for the Indians. 22 runs in an over where they would have settled for six. He's on strike again. Oh, he's hit that one down the ground. This could be six as well. It's a biggie. It's a huge six. Straight down the ground, almost into the dressing rooms. And that tells the story. What an innings this is. What are Eunice is being slaughtered. Wow. Ajay Jadeja knocked the sails out of Vakar Yunus in Pakistan. What a performance. 45 of 25 balls with most of the runs coming against Vakar. India scored 61 runs in the last 5 overs with Kumble and Srinath also pitching in with a few runs. This helped India post a strong total of 287. Now let's listen to Madhusudan's take on Jadeja's amazing finish to the Indian innings. In came Ajay Jadeja. We hardly knew Ajay Jadeja as a major player at that point. I mean, I remember Jadeja taking a tumbling catch of Alan Borders, you know, Alan Borders in the uh, 92 World Cup. and uh, that's that's about it i mean jadeja had done very little of note until then uh, but somehow he chose that particular day maybe it was pakistan maybe it was just the you know the the fact that this clash was so huge he stepped up and you know he started caning uh, wakar yunus bowling wakar yunus had bowled really well until that point eight overs for about 27 runs and a couple of wickets and the last two overs from wakar yunus went for i think 22 and 18 he went for about 40 runs with those two overs and india just you know pushed on from there and reached 287 which was a very very sizable score in those days i mean you, you know nowadays in odis it's 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 not even par for the course par for the course is probably 350 now but 287 those days was a very very good total and india you know we felt india had the bowling to actually go ahead and comfortably defend that magnificent piece of timing by Said Anwar this really is unbelievable batting Anil Kumble again it's blasted away through the offside that's a lovely shot again it's just impossible to hold these two back they are really playing some fantastic shots chasing 288 Pakistan got off the tracks like a bullet train. Said Anwar and Amir Sohail were on the attack and the Indian opening bowlers Srinath and Prasad were unable to stem the flow of runs. Their onslaught took them to 82 in 9 overs with even Kumble unable to do much. Both Anwar and Sohail have been in very good form in this World Cup. Anwar has scored 350s whereas Sohail had one century versus South Africa and a 50 against New Zealand. Their opening pair was one of the most successful for Pakistan ever and coming into this World Cup the most feared one as well. The way things are going now they are making it look too easy with only 200 more runs needed in 40 overs. India need to get rid of the openers soon to be competitive in this match. He's 
comes down the track and really it's been a flat batted tennis shot over covers for four he's a great competitor on this head and here you see him arguing with the bowler or telling him what he's doing well that's the answer that's the best way you can answer a batsman venkatesh prasad has clean bowled amir sohail sohail losing a bit of concentration having a chat with the bowler and having his off stump peg back next ball 113 for 2 pakistan sohail was cutting loose and uh, he hit an amazing you know almost um, in your face take that kind of shot against venkatesh prasad and you know just started signaling to him that you know if you were to bowl here i'm going to smash you all day long <laughs> and the funny part is that uh, venkatesh prasad produced a fairly innocuous ball as a follow up it was you know but probably sohail was so caught up in the moment and he tried to you know lash out at that delivery as well and got bowled and prasad gave him a you know a, choice words and he gave him a crazy send off which is etched in our memory and you know the moment india pakistan game is spoken about we always think only about this moment even though there were like a lot of amazing moments in that game that was the most exciting moment of the match with anwar already gone a few overs before for 48 of 32 balls so hail's departure at 113 for 2 in 15 overs brings india back into this match pakistan still have a solid middle order of ijaz ahmed insamamulak the great javed miandat and salim malik pakistan now need only 175 runs of 35 overs with 8 wickets in hand it's going to be kumble back into the attack now and he's been given out So Anil Kumble has done the job for India. He's got rid of the danger man. It is 182 for 5 in the 36th over. Salim Malik was starting to look commanding and Kumble trapped him LBW for 38 of 50 balls. This was an important wicket as a 50 run partnership between Javed Miandad and Salim Malik was starting to blossom after Prasad's impressive second spell when he got both Ijaz and Insamam out in quick succession. However, these 50 runs came in about 15 overs and slowed down the momentum of the innings. This wicket puts further pressure on 39 year old Javed Miandad to bring out one of his final flourishes to take Pakistan to victory. as he so often used to do especially against india with rashid latif coming in pakistan needs 106 runs to win with just 14 overs left and 5 wickets in hand one piece of detail pakistan only had 49 overs for their chase as they were penalized for poor over rate during india's innings beautiful shot great shot by javed and here this is the strength of javed he's one of the best players of spin bowling that's a great shot by rasha the huge six crowd stunned and silent and it's uh, really the pressure is going to mount on the indian players
Pakistan had a reputation for counter-attacking and now they have started to do that with both Latif and Miandad taking on India's bowling with quite a bit of ease. They put together 50 runs in just 6 overs and the Indians are starting to panic a little bit. There is a rich history of India-Pakistan matches being stolen by such exceptional rearguard attack and Miandad's last ball 6 to win the Australasia Cup final against India at Sharjah in 1986 comes to mind. However, Miandat has not played any international cricket for more than two years before the World Cup. He was mainly picked so that it would be his farewell series and a record sixth World Cup appearance. In this World Cup, he hasn't scored much runs either. So this was a big night for him to bring one more glorious feather in his cap. 56 required of seven overs. Brilliantly done. He sneaked one there between, or perhaps under the bat of Rashid Latif. And that is a partnership that had to be broken because Pakistan were looking extremely dangerous. And shy at the stumps, and that's got to be close. Yes, it's all over. I think Javid knows too. That's all over for him. It's been a bold effort by him. He tried to hold it together so that they could have a go at the end. And I think it's written all over his face. Farewell, Javed Miandad. As Miandad's career came to an end, so did Pakistan's hopes of winning this match. India held their nerve and picked the important wickets of Latif and Miandad. The Pakistani last pair played out the rest of the balls and finished at 248 for 9. This victory by India was one of the most cherished and celebrated wins in Indian cricket history. Sidhu won the man of the match for his 93 and India progressed to the semi-finals in Kolkata to play Sri Lanka. Wasim Akram did not play in this match due to an injury. After Pakistan's loss and being knocked out of the World Cup, there were questions hanging around Akram's nature of the injury. These questions were raised by Justice Kayum, who ran Pakistan's commission looking into the match-fixing allegations in 1997-98. The following points were made in his report. Wasim Akram decided at the last minute not to play the match. According to Vice-Captain Amir Sohail, he was asked to captain the side five minutes before the toss. Sohail also said that Akram told him that he was fit to play the match the night before. Team physiotherapist Dan Kaisel said that Akram was allowed to travel to Bangalore because the injury was minor. When he examined him in Bangalore the day before the match, Akram was sure that he would be fit to play, keeping in view the importance of the game. Ms. Gatti Aslam, who's a journalist, deposed to the commission that Dan Kaisel informed her that Akram was faking a shoulder injury. However, Justice Kayum concluded by saying that he did not find enough hard evidence against Vasim Akram and thus did not penalize him. That was the end of this controversy. Now we have Madhusudan Ramakrishnan to provide us insights. 
The history of Indian cricket is actually littered with a lot of eventful moments, but in my opinion, the 1996 World Cup is perhaps a watershed moment. The reason I say is, you know, obviously many people could probably ask why not the 1983 one which we won. But the 1996 World Cup was actually uh you know in a very pivotal moment in a sense that it made the game extremely extremely commercial. Uh the rest of the world actually started looking up to India as you know a powerhouse in a commercial context in cricket and the kind of advertising and marketing that uh, preceded the world cup was extraordinary and uh, for us school going kids at that point i believe i was in about 7th grade it was it was extraordinary to actually see the number of magazines the number of articles in sports star the number of shows you know and even this uh, amazing song final countdown and you know trying previewing all the matchups uh, it was amazing it was just wonderful growing up at that phase it wasn't really the closest of games it it wasn't really like this nail biting thriller it had its amazing moments and it obviously you know it, it it had a lasting impact on all of us it's perhaps the age perhaps the first time we really saw you know some of the finest cricketers of the generation go head to head and you know the spectacle of um, that particular match i think it was perhaps the most widely viewed at that time and uh, you know for all of us growing up the 96 world cup is probably the most amazing one uh, in a sense that we probably recall almost all the moments from it you know if i were to take a small quiz on all the world cups i'd probably pick 96 because uh, that's that's perhaps the age when we all really got enamored by what cricket was all about right and um, i think it led to i think it led to an amazing um, you know change in the way one day cricket was you know one day cricket was played after that you know colored clothing became a much more dominant uh, sort of thing and you know even until a few years before that or even a couple of years after that white white clothing cricket you know odi cricket uh, was played and you know white clothing. then after that it was almost completely colored clothing day and night cricket you know was uh, almost the most uh, you know uh, great thing you know in, in some sense all of us look forward to day and night matches and you know it just made a you know special feeling and every time india played pakistan after that india's you know uh, for all of you who care about records india's got uh you know they've never lost a single match against pakistan in all these years in world cups and uh, the 96 world cup is one of the fondest memories for almost all indian fans uh, you know who grew up watching cricket in those days and uh, it perhaps uh despite the fact that there were a couple of other clashes against pakistan and other teams which were really good in world cups probably remains the most famous Indian World Cup match in January you know, is perhaps the exception of the 83 World Cup itself because it was a great win and the 2011 final which India won again but 96 had uh, to be you know takes the cake simply because it was just the first time we had seen something as special as that and uh, the moments the players the charisma that some of them brought to that and the fact that some of them stood up on that day and you know produced some amazing moments of brilliance uh made the 96 world cup the greatest uh india pakistan clash in my opinion and uh, fortunate to have actually managed to watch that thing and march 9th 96 i'm never going to be able to forget that date uh will definitely go down in my memory and you know remain till the end thanks the sohail prasad encounter jadeja's laying wakar Myanmar's last match, Siddhu's 93 and Pakistan's counter attack are all events that capture the drama of this match 
and make this match a purely enjoyable experience worth reliving. The frenzy in India around this match and largely the World Cup itself was the start of a glorious era of Indian cricket where we saw the one-day format of the game taking center stage and in a few short years make India the economic powerhouse of international cricket. All thanks to the millions of Indian cricket fans whose lives revolve around cricket and its icons, whether it is Tendulkar, Ganguly, Dravid, Dhoni or Kohli. Thank you for listening to Relive. Thank you.